What's going on, everybody? Welcome in. Tuesday's episode, All Canadian. We are back after a big weekend. Wade Zanketa, Connor O'Neill. We were at the Panda this weekend, and it was a hell of a lot of fun. Wade's first Panda as Panda well. game. I am going back soon, too. That was wild. Um, now, before we get into it, Sada City Brewing Company offers brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Visit their website at sawdustcitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more. This October, CFP listeners are getting an exclusive promo code. Use CFL during checkout to receive free shipping on your first order over $100. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only, must be of legal drinking age. And another reminder that the Canadian Football Perspective Podcast Network is brought to you by our friends at Fox 40, helping you return to play safely with their latest innovations, the Fox 40 Trilayer Whistle Mask and the Fox 40 Electronic Whistle to check out these products and more, visit fox40shop.com. When you do so, enter the code CFP15 at checkout for 15% off your order as well. Man, Panda, let's let's, let's start with it. it, cause what a game that was. So, first off, I mean, first of all, dude, both the atmosphere. Teams, both teams down quarterbacks. So we knew Tanner DeYoung broke an ankle. Uh, Lafave. Their second stringer also out with a shoulder injury. So we we're getting the third string quarterback. Uh, ben Merkel went down. So Mahler came in for Ottawa. Both running backs had a day. JP over 100. Nate Carter over 100. He got the all-time school rushing record. But even though the offenses were stagnant, and I mean stagnant, like this Carlton offense passed for 40 yards. They were still in the game because of two wild fumbles. Yeah, two fumbles that were absolutely massive. Back-to-back fumbles as well. There was the fumble on the play up the sideline, and then Nathan Walker fumbled a punt right after that. So trouble for the Ottawa GGs. Carlton couldn't capitalize on either of those, though, only coming away with a field goal. Ottawa needed just a – I shouldn't say just, but just a 45-yard field goal from Campbell Fair to ice the game. They got it. 19-17 win. Uh, I believe that's three straight for the GGs now. Where are those relax. Ravens fans at? Let's let's be real here. If Kennedy Young was in that game, it's a no contest. It let's would have been be a real. different game. It would have been a different game for sure. Uh, but no, stadium was wild, even at the reduced capacity. Um, there were still 10,000 fans there, though. The tribute to Francis Perron was nice as well. A very nice emotional touch. Um, but in the end, GG's Pedro staying with them for another year. We will see these two teams match up again, though. So there could be some revenge exacted. Other games in the OUA, because I can't let you gloat too much about your GG's. McMaster hammering Waterloo. And someone tweeted out saying, like, was this really a surprise? And yes, it wouldn't have been a surprise if it was a 34-30 win or a 34-28 win. But the fact that they're up 27 to two at halftime is surprising. Like yeah. people thought Waterloo was a serious Yates cup contender. They just played the defending Yates cup champions and they got pinned and pumped. Okay. That is surprising. Like, I don't need to explain that anymore. Yes. They're both top 10 teams, but Waterloo was expected to be that team. And that team shouldn't be getting blown out by anyone that badly. No. Um, yeah, I might need to cool it on some of this Waterloo talk. I feel like that. Whole, Mind you, like, they could come out this week and just annihilate somebody for the next three weeks in a row and we'll be back talking about them. 
And I mean, like, that's what's ridiculous about OUA football right now is that, like, this this year more than any year that I've seen it in recent years, any team can be anybody at any given time. It's happened time and time again. Uh, we're going to fly through these because we did put out the OUA Sunday recap show. We went through every single game over the weekend. So we're going to hit these a little bit quicker. You can catch that on our YouTube channel. And we put it out on audio if you want to listen to it as well. But, yeah, I mean – Mac beating Waterloo this badly is a surprise that what that 27 point first half that they had certainly helped. I mean, and I just mentioned that any team can be anybody, anytime Western and Laurier Laurier was up going into the second half of this game. Western had no points in the first half and they exploded in the second half to win the game. But there was a point where this one looked in doubt. And cue the ground game, trying to cut you off to say it, because there was no doubt. Once those guys started rolling, Trey Humes, Keon Edwards, again, count them, over 100 yards, three touchdowns between the two. Uh, just keep keep stockpiling the yardage. Once these guys get rolling, it's game over. Uh, we saw Guelph kind of hem them in. Western. Laurier. No, no, no. We saw Guelph hem them in. Laurier unable to do so. And the result for Western is the same as it was in week one. Uh, Looking ahead though, there's some games where teams are going to be reliant on the run and that run defense. And it's going to make or break a lot in the OUA, the whole OUA West, everyone, someone has been beaten by someone else and it flows perfectly from Windsor beating Guelph. Oops. I spoiled that one. We're getting there Uh, all the way to Guelph beating Western Western beating Mac Mac beating Waterloo Waterloo beating Windsor and Laurier, like the whole thing's a mess in the OUA West right now. Uh, let's talk about that Windsor upset 14 to 12 over Guelph. No Sean Lal for the Griffins. Uh, the defense only gave up a couple points, uh, but offense unable to bail them out. It would have been a 21-12 win had a touchdown not being called back for the Windsor Lancers. They had a ground game touchdown from their running back. Called back, unfortunately, for them. But this one finishes 14-12. Guelph could not do anything. I mean, Strands had another good game kicking for the Griffins. He had all 12 of their points. But that, to me, and no disrespect to kickers because that's a good game for him, but that, to me, is the problem with Guelph in this game. You need to score points to win the game. You can't rely on your kicker to go out there and, and win a game 15-14 for you. Strands hit four or four of his kicks, so he had a perfect day. But, dude, you got to score points. I know Sean Law is out. Threes to but... sixes. Threes to sixes. That's Exactly. And on defense, the Windsor Lancers, sixes to threes, you did your job. So, uh, final game in the OUA slate, Queens 35, Toronto 11. Queens dominates the East right now. With Tanner DeYoung being out, this is their division to lose. They should be the top seed on this side of the OUA. Uh, They should be continuing to climb in the top 10 rankings as they come out this morning and this afternoon. But it's all about one man and, well, six men, I guess. Rashid Tucker, the Queens offensive line. You cannot mention a run game without the big guys up front paving the way. But Rashid Tucker right now, he's got to be the favorite to win the most valuable player. Oh, absolutely. The way he's playing right now has been outstanding. I don't think really, I mean, maybe Nathan Carter, but I don't really think there's a running back. Sorry. I don't really think there's a running back, you know, maybe the guys at at Western, but outside of those two guys, I don't think there's a a guy better than Rasheed Tucker. Look what he did against Toronto this week. Look at what he's done 
already through his first three games down in the OUA. You tweeted it out. Look at what he's done since 2019, really. But it gets even worse if you go to justice here. He's got 130 yards a game on the ground in 2021. It's insane. It's insane. You know, people will make the case for Trey Ford because rightfully so, he is Trey Ford. Um, But when you look at most valuable, the Queens offense, much like Waterloo when it circles around Trey Ford, but Trey Ford's a quarterback. Your offense should be dominated and centered around that, especially when you have that talent. Rashid Tucker controls the pace for Queens. If he goes, they go. If he doesn't go, which really we haven't seen uh, because he's just always on, then we don't know what this offense looks like because they are so reliant on him being the workhorse, being the guy that carries for almost 200 yards and two touchdowns. And, you know, if Burton Shaw, our dear friend, had not vultured him uh, against Ottawa, what had some more touchdowns there, but like this offense goes with Rashid Tucker. Um, gonna spoil it. He's our OUA offensive player of the week. Uh, we'll get further in depth to that one, but yeah, but, uh, I mean, yeah, the Queens defense too. I mean, they oh, took away everyone so but Will Corby. But when Toronto had next to no time of possession because Rashid Tucker's just eating the clock with the Queens offense, um, they start to panic and they start to try and throw big plays and they hit one to Corby, but the rest of the time it's missed passes and Ethan Martin pick six starts the game with a pick six, man. Uh, great play from him. Richard Burton is just another complimentary piece to this Queens Gales offense. But, you know, I think that is enough about the, uh, the Gales for now. Again, you can find that full week three recap. This was a little bit of a shorter version, condensed version, but you can find that full week three recap on our YouTube channel under the OUA show. And we did put it out on audio so you can find that where you find your podcast, where you're listening to this podcast right now. So if you want to hear us talking about the OUA, we did so on Sunday. The episode is available. Let's talk about our OUA players of the week. We already spoiled our offensive player of the week. It was Rashid Tucker. I mean, really, what more can we say about this guy? Wade said it all. Wade said it best. This offense goes with Rashid Tucker. No surprise here this week that he's our Offensive Player of the Week. Honorable mention to Trey Ford, always. Honorable mention to Andres Dueck in this one as well, and the guys at Western. But Rashid Tucker, almost 200 yards and two touchdowns in that one. Earns him Offensive Player of the Week honors. This next dude, though, A.J. Allen from Guelph. Wait, talk about this dude, because he had himself a day all over the field. Yeah, he was up there, double-digit tackles, two for a loss, uh, really keeping his team in the mix against the Windsor Lancers as they, you know, they lost. But uh, he was definitely the main asset keeping those Griffins alive as they took on the Lancers. Um, And what is a trap game for a lot of teams taking that long road trip out to the West? Yeah, yeah, you said that. uh, You said, hey, Take caution. This could be a trap game. Certainly was. Guelph has a, you know, I don't want to say a bit of a, I don't want to say a shorter trip, but they do have a shorter trip out to Windsor. I Well, that's because you and I went to Toronto and Ottawa, which have long trips <laughs> to Windsor. Long um, ways there, but. but no, with AJ yeah. Allen, like it was between him and Nolan Putt from McMaster. They had similar uh, stat lines, but two TFLs. When you look at AJ Allen, the two TFLs, the, just the sheer amount of tackles, um, he kept his team in the game all game long. And 
uh, rewarded with the Defensive Player of the Week. Campbell Fair, though, you want to take this one away? It's your guy, your GGs, your big moment. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, this. there was a couple other guys that we maybe talked about, but, you know, when it comes down to it in this moment, this type of game, the conditions that he was kicking under, not only the crowd noise, because, I mean, the Ottawa fans, God love them, there's a ton there. But when your kicker is kicking, you're not trying to make noise for him. Well, let me just say that Ottawa cheered when they punted for the first time. I know. I I know. But uh, that's that's part of the fun of the environment. But, I mean, Campbell Fair, 45 yards in the rain to win the game, absolutely nails the kick. He hit one in the third as well. Good day for him. But, yeah, I mean, just to hit that kick in that moment, I know – Magnet Jones at Western had a punt return touchdown as well. So, you know, big day for him. But just the sheer, you know, what this game means to the city of Ottawa, what it means to the school to get that win uh, and to do it in the style that he did, the dramatic fashion that Campbell Fair nearly walks it off. They had to go make some defensive stops. But Campbell Fair from 45 to win the game. And other notes from around you, Sports Laval. Remember early in the year when they kind of like squeaked by McGill and we were kind of questioning it? Yeah, not a chance this time. 55 to 2. Glenn Constantine snapped his team around, said, uh, let's go. Uh, yeah, Acadia. I was excited to see this one um, because I thought maybe maybe McGill could come back and do it again. Certainly not. not. No. Acadia, 14-7 over Smew. Uh, and X in a burn burner escapes Bishops 32 to 29 just by the skin Narrowly. of his teeth. Um Regina, though, upsetting the Calgary Dinos 34-21. Shout out coach Mark McConkey, interim head coach, but not interim for very long, especially after a statement win like that over the number one team in the country. Uh, if you want to go back, check out our interview with him. He called us out for saying they might be uh, a two and six finish out in Can West. But Coach McConkey and those Regina Rams brought it at Mosaic. Uh Kyle Boris, 100 yards, 21-point second quarter. They flipped. Uh, I believe they flipped the half as well with a touchdown quickly in the third. The Philpots, though, couldn't be stopped on the other end. Tyson, 8 for 128 and 1. Jalen, 3 for 132. Um, but the Regina defense – or, sorry, the Calgary defense, which has seen a lot of turnover in the secondary, was exposed by Donnelly and the Rams' passing attack. Uh, they were they were lights out that game. But the biggest shout-out of all, after Josh Donnelly and that offense kind of tore up the Calgary Dinos, Ottawa quarterback transferred out to Regina, Sawyer Bittner. Probably the best interview that I have seen, uh, best sideline interview I have seen in quite some time. We're going to play it for you here because um, this was Dude. just – this is just phenomenal. I'm not sure. Somebody uh, somebody got their hand in there, but it's all good. I was never very handsome anyway, so it's all good. I think you actually got some blood there. That's all good. <laughs> we'll just dust that off. But <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> we'll make it work. So, Sawyer, uh, obviously a lot, of, uh, a lot of your teammates helped carry that drive there for you, but what was it like to get that? over the goal line finally honestly i had no idea that i scored i just lost my helmet and then i got blood coming down my face so i didn't even know why they scored but it's pretty cool to get in the end zone i guess so do you feel like this is in line with the type of uh play that you normally get 
Yeah, no, yeah, I'm from Moose Jaw, so just we're a gritty group, so yeah. Exactly, thanks so much. Back to you, Darren and Justin. So that was Sawyer Bittner, sideline interview with Ken West. Um, After getting into the end zone and getting his face run in. Mind you, for this video, if you (laughs) haven't seen it, I've tweeted out a couple times, face is just covered in blood, right? Like, oh my God. Like, Sawyer mic'd up in the summer uh, Regina Flag Football League was enough to begin with. That's gold. gold. And then he comes out with this sideline interview. Absolutely. If there was a, oh, if there was an award for the best moment in U Sports off the field, Sawyer would have it. Lockdown, nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, 100%. And, and he's like, in the running for football know. guy of the week with Pardon My Take, too. Oh, amazing. He says he's going to run for the mayor of Moose Jaw. We will support that. We'll get behind the Sawyer Bittner for mayor train. I think no. Mayor okay. Of Moose Jaw. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sawyer I Bittner. think we need Sawyer Bittner, mayor of Moose Jaw t shirts. CFP, Sawyer Bittner. Mayor of Moose Jaw T-shirts. We can we can try and Pending. screen something up. We'll go to Staples and we'll 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 fire it up here. Just a cheap little screen option, but uh, yeah, no. Regina though, congratulations, knocking off the number one team in the country for Calgary. Uh, they will be looking to rebound in a big fashion. They're going to need to come back uh, with a vengeance, much like Western had this week. A big revenge game after a loss. Expect the same from JJ and the Dinos. Yeah, Coach Wayne Harris not going to be happy about that one, much like Coach Greg Marshall was not happy about his loss. So we'll see what the Calgary Dinos do coming into this next week. But, you know, I I feel bad again for the team that has to play Calgary this week because I don't think it's going to be very pretty. Let's move to the CFL, though, some CFL action going on. We do still love our CFL football. We're just very excited that, you know, the university is – the university ball is back. We got to cover that too. So CFL football action over the weekend, Winnipeg kicked off against BC, Montreal and Hamilton, Calgary, Saskatchewan. And then we had Ottawa Edmonton on Tuesday. We did talk about that one on the Thursday show. So we won't talk about that one here. Uh, I just want to say, I told all of you, uh, Ottawa covered in that one. Go back and listen to that one. Let's get uh, into Winnipeg though. I told you Winnipeg on top. Let's go. Keep it I rocking. Took them. I took them. Burnham catches as well, but uh, Riley, 177 yards. I think he threw for more when he had his bum shoulder at the start of the year. Um, your guy, Lucky Whitehead, yikes. Dude. Yikes. Dude. That makes me so sad. Yeah, that, that was so an sad. OP campaign cut short, it seems. Uh, on the other side of the ball, though, Zach Caleros, five incompletions. Wow. This was his best 4, game. 17 and two. Uh, and it was a statement. I mean, a lot of talk about this BC defense coming up uh, about how they were the top pass defense and they can intercept the ball like no other. And Zach Claris comes out and puts on a clinic. Man, he only missed five of his passes. He only missed five of his passes all game. And he threw for 417 yards. Like, uh, I know we shouldn't get wrapped up in efficiency and things like that. But when you're doing it like this, when you're doing it at this level, I think it's okay to dive into it and be like, yeah, uh, dude's playing well. And it's I think not, was, okay. But like, there's a thing with like efficiency ratings because Mac Jones in the Monday night or in the Sunday night game had like 19 straight completions, but they're all checkdowns. Like, when you're throwing 400 effing yards and you have that high of an efficiency, that's a different level. That is when the efficiency ratings, you're really diving into it. And here's my thing with this. Here's my thing with this. And yes, I am going on a Detroit Lions rant, but it's going to loop around and it's going to loop back in. Here is my thing with this. Zach Caleros, in his efficiency rating, 
This was a great game from Caleros. I think we can all agree on that. And the thing that made this a great game from Caleros was that when they took those home run shots, when they made those big plays, when they were looking for those chunk plays, Zach Caleros hit the balls that he needed to hit. He hit those big plays that were designed. Coaches designed what? Maybe seven to eight big plays per game. They call what? Five to six of those maybe? Three to four on average probably? So he hit all those home run shots that he absolutely needed to hit. And now here's my thing with the Detroit Lions. Jared Goff goes out and has, by the numbers, a pretty decent day. You know, he didn't miss too many of his passes. He was up around 300 yards. He had two passing touchdowns. But guess what? He missed every single one of his home run plays that were schemed up with him. And now I can see why Sean McVay was so pissed off with Jared Goff this whole season. You know why? Zach Claros had a game. Detroit needs a quarterback. CFL football is fun. You know what uh, running back didn't miss his deep ball? Lamar Jackson. 300-yard passing game? I, I know. It's, thought, it's like his second of his career, but still. Denver loaded the box. They didn't have the run game to go to, and Lamar threw the ball all over the park in mile high. Um, a guy that likes to be on the receiving end of deep balls, though, Kenny Lawler, 205 yards on the game. Wow, that's a huge number. Uh, Dembski also got in the mix, and Sean McGuire continued to score rushing touchdowns. Like, at what point does he become part of Value Village? If I'll, you're I'll, like really going to be honorary Sean McGuire this week, it will be okay. a complete joke, but we'll throw him in. Okay, uh, let's move on to the OT thriller. Masoli back. Uh, 223 yards, just under 10 a completion. Uh, Addison, Dunbar, 75-ish yards apiece. The Montreal Alouettes, 17 fourth-quarter points, including a Geno Lewis touchdown. That Was, was that a, the catch of the year? Ah, uh, you know, they've he's had so many. Wineke's had so many. But, like, that was over top of, like, two people for game-tying t- – or what they thought was a game winning touchdown. Um, but no, I was, the East is going to be very tight with bad football. <laughs> I think that's what we can contribute this to because Montreal can explode for 17 fourth quarter points. And then the next game will come out and lay an absolute egg. And then they'll come out and throw for 500 and put up 50 burger. And uh, Hamilton just has no O-line. So as soon as they get tight in games, they start to fall apart. I don't know. I'm not very thrilled with the East division right now. No, it is. Um, it's a struggle right now, to say the very least. I don't know what's going to happen at the end of the season. I don't know if we're going to see Hamilton kind of get in there. I don't know if Toronto is going to kind of shake it up a little bit. But one thing I do right, one thing I do know is that the Calgary Stampeders somehow miraculously just pulled out a win against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, who are very solidly the best, who are very solidly the second best team in the West. Overall, one of the best teams in the CFL. 23-17 loss to the Calgary Stamps, uncharacteristic of Saskatchewan. But Bo Levi Mitchell, 16-25, two touchdowns. Kadeem Carey had 78 yards on the ground. Sean Bain picked up a touchdown uh, on the other sideline. Cody Fajardo threw 44 passes 
and only connected on 25, but he still had 269 yards. This is what we expected from Calgary, though, is you weren't going to blow people away, but you were going to win tight games against good opponents. They just haven't done it this year until now. And part of the reason is Fajardo going 50% pretty much. KSB, though, man. Five hundred. 107 Sorry, 107. Yards. I said 170. It's 107. I get carried away with KSB stats because it feels like he just keeps raking them in. It's um, really easy to get carried away with his stats. But no. Good gosh. Fajardo, when they get Shaq Evans back healthy, what are they doing on this offense? Because you have KSB, Kyron Moore, you'll have Shaq Evans, Braden Lenius, Duke. Mitchell Pickton. Like, Pickton. Like, you have six or seven guys uh, on this offense in this receiving core that can put up numbers. Ricardo Lewis, I believe is another one that they have. Like you have so many guys on this receiving core now that puts up numbers and is capable of just exploding. Who do you take off the field? I don't know. And who but... do you put out at the wide one where they're not going to get a whole lot of volume targets? I, I, Honestly, man, I, I don't know what you do when he comes back. All I know is that he's in the lineup. Somebody's going to be out of the lineup. Uh, the way that Bra- the way that KSB is playing right now, uh, certainly probably not going to be him. Uh, he's contributing in a big way for those Saskatchewan Rough Riders, which is amazing to see because you know we kind of knew we kind of knew that the the talent level that this kid possessed. I mean, we're just way too nerdy about the OUA and we overanalyze it and you know coming out of Guelph we were like dude KSB is is a monster teams just need to well teams realize but you know the general public needs to be on this dude and it's the big playability like he has the speed he has the height and the size to go up and get balls but then he has the body control and the route running ability that you see in smaller receivers so for him he bundles it together and then he just has this raw athleticism and talent that like he can mold into being a top end Canadian receiver. But, but that wraps up our CFL talk, our OUA talk, our U sports talk. It was a big weekend of football. Obviously the Panda game was a ton of fun. So much fun to be there. Uh, I'm really glad that Wade got to experience his first Panda game. Hell of a time. We have a ton of coverage coming out on that. So stay tuned, keep it locked to at CF perspective on Twitter and Instagram at Connor R. O'Neill, at Wade Zank. Check out Wade's Instagram, too, because that dude has been an absolute wizard with the DSLR in that game. Those shots are turning out great. Before we do go, just want to take a second to remind you that Sawdust City Brewing Company offers brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Visit their website at sawdustcitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more this October CFP listeners are getting an exclusive promo code. Use CFL during checkout to receive free shipping on your first order over $100. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only. Must be legal drinking age, and I suggest that you get on that. It's fall. Sada City is putting out some great fall beers, and I am very excited for it. And if you heard the wonderful nails clicking or barking or toys going in the background uh i was on puppy watch duty tonight so that is uh at bowen murphy on instagram if you want to see what my devilish dogs 
can get into. Oh, oh, he finally picked it up. But uh, no, Murphy, uh, Murphy and Bo have been just running around the whole time. Uh, but go check them out. Also, if you want to check out any of the OUA games that we talked about or want to catch the ones this weekend, as we're going to have two Friday, two Saturday games before Thanksgiving, go over to OUA TV. It's free. You can watch games live and on demand. I went back Saturday after we got home from the Panda game and just started watching through the old games to make sure that I could catch up on it. Uh, and watch Rasheed Tucker just kind of run for a buck 94. Um, Bit of a day little bit so go ahead check out oua tv as well as always we will see you guys on thursday enjoy the rest of the week